हेलो 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 वेलकम टू माय पॉडकास्ट रैंडम टॉपिक्स एपिसोड नंबर टुडे आई हैव मुस्कान थानवी विथ मी सो वी आर गोना डिस्कस ऑन इंटरनेशनल पॉलिटिक्स ओके सो मुस्कान मूविंग ऑन टू द फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन व्हेन यू हियर इंटरनेशनल पॉलिटिक्स व्हाट फर्स्ट थिंग्स कम टू योर माइंड while talking about international politics there are n number of things the first thing which comes into my my mind is uh, the concept of geopolitics uh the way which um, different countries follow to build up their interactions their diplomacy their relations and their policies upon and the third thing which comes to my mind is the huge words of war and peace that is a great answer so for me when we when i hear international politics the first thing that comes to my mind is american politics like the elections that are being happening there and that is all what i know about international mm-hmm. politics rest of the world i don't care and i don't know why many people in india don't care okay so uh, which leads to my second question can international politics mm-hmm. be studied studied like how how do we study international politics see that is a very genuine question for those who just think that international relations is all about american politics so there are n number of ways and n number of normative uh, empirical approaches as well by which you can by which one can study international politics there is not just one way and also there is no specific way to read international politics as well because it has n number of dimensions and spatial uh, temporal situations to consider upon right so uh, while studying international politics thank you so much ha so i was just saying that uh, there are n number of approaches the world is not a even space to live in uh, the intensity of one situation on one country is different on the other one so you have to have a very broad perspective when you are reading international relations and international politics as well and there are various dimensions as well there might be historical dimension sociological economical or empirical realistic dimensions liberal dimensions uh, marxist dimensions as well so yeah a very informative answer so if like i want to study international politics uh, how should i go and apply mm-hmm. it depends what specifically you want to study in international politics as i told you there are area studies there are country centric studies as well and there are studies of uh, historical events and the core type of studies the major theories which we have in international relations right so international relation as per is divided into two broad categories so first you could study the international which are basically the theorems under which you define each uh, ongoing event and the second thing is international relation that is the practical uh, applicability of the theories right so basically in that you uh, consider the relation between the two country or group of countries 
for an example if you are interested in international relations you might just uh, pick up usa and india's relation or russia's and india's relation or china's and india's relation but now what factors are undergoing these relationships is studied in international theory so uh, whether we consider that is it new realism going on in the world or what are the new realistic tools which india and china are using for maintaining diplomatic diplomatic ties or whether it is liberal in terms or whether it is sociological in terms so it depends and uh, regarding the question that where you should apply so there are n number of institutions in india as well and abroad as well so few eminent uh, institutions in india is jnu uh, jawaharlal nehru university then we have the satyabhama central university and the third one that is a private institute but it is very famous and popular that is op jindal university uh, and internationally if you see okay so one more question yeah yeah great answer great information anyone interested in international politics please refer to this podcast we are going to talk a lot more okay moving on to the next question what is your idea of a perfect politics by perfect politics i means what according to you is the like flawless political structure there is nothing of flawless political structure in international relation every political structure depends on the country exercising the political structure or the country's ambition to develop the diplomacy the way the country wants because in international relation there is no supreme body it's anarchy right so every country is sovereign in itself so according to its own aspiration its own needs without compromising its uh, strategic position every country has its political demands and uh, needs to uh, work upon but being a flawless diplomacy or asking the diplomacy personally i feel that very good is about uh, the peaceful diplomacy or the cultural diplomacy that is like quite famous nowadays in the international arena is one considerable point in which you don't have to use military military forces or you don't even have to use economic coercion your motives and your strategies are uh, you know uh, portrayed in the international forefront by just using your culture and your soft power so that's a buzzword right now going on in the international politics as a form me a perfect politics uh, could be when uh, where everyone must be listened so like uh, in democracy what we have that every person has the right to choose their own government correct so if uh, mm. democracy applied perfectly like every person has the right to do anything then i think we can achieve the perfect politics uh, have you had any thought on this many people or not uh, i won't just say many people the great philosophers of uh, our history named uh, plato and aristotle considered democracy as the most coveted form of government so in current situation democracy is the best from the rest but it is not the one by which you can uh, you know achieve cosmopolitan vision of uh, the world where everybody Uh, will have an authority and everybody will have a right to speak and to exercise whatever he or she wants because it is not practically possible in international relations 
since there is no supreme power or no supreme authority to allocate the power agar sab logo ke paas they have rights to do whatever though everybody has a right but there is a power struggle going on every right matlab i mean every person or every individual has a right to speak is applicable in uh, those countries or in those areas where the population is limited but when we are talking on a broader and international realm the democratic idea i mean the democratic vision and democratic ideas are very good but it is not sufficient enough to uh, make a platform where everybody has an equal chance to say whatever they want to or agar bolne ka chance bhi hota hai to bhi they don't have the chance uh, to say their vision could be turned into reality because there are big hegemons sitting out there like us and russia and now china as well oh very heavy answer now i have a heavy question for you as well as mentioned in our hindu culture uh, vasudev kutumbakam so what is your idea of world as one family like is it possible see vasudev kutumbakam is a philosophy okay and uh, everything is possible and everything is uh, achievable when we are talking in philosophical terms but practical life is different than that the motive behind our policies or our diplomacy might have the vision of vasudev kutumbakam like for an example if i am taking india's case itself because in our mythology vasudev kutumbakam ka notion was very popular and it is still popular but if you see nowadays india is not acting as a vasudev kutumbakam india is also playing very sharply and like uh, fortalya's arthashastra you can take references from so he is giving and he your and india is giving priorities to those nations which are pursuing his strategic interests for an example nepal india has sideline nepal the sbi investment is not that much but on the other hand mauritius it is receiving in the more of fbi from india why india india's uh, i mean nepal was india's starting se neighbor right and they shared cultural ties they shared this hindu kingdom as well but since it is not happening so vasudev kutumbakam is a philosophy and indian indian uh, foreign policy is driven by that philosophy whenever they have to speak on a big forum but in real terms every state act as a rationalistic and realistic player for its own survival in international a very informative answer indeed so what do you think what role does international politics play in indian politics see it plays uh, an important role not just in indian politics but in every state politics there are n number of scholars who has written about the international realm has uh, created some sort of problems for the power of sovereign state but uh, if we analyze it properly there are both positive and negative like for certain issues if we talk about human rights if we are talking about uh, this um, what do we call it climate change so international politics international laws and whatever is happening internationally 
has an direct impact on the laws and procedures domestically right so we are talking about the refugee crisis if we are talking about government rights if we are talking about children rights so whatever there are international legal standards it is being followed in india as well so the same way like in the corona time and in pandemic situation we can see that whatever were the legal uh, medical standards adopted internationally were to be accepted in a domestic country as well so you can't just uh, dichotomize these both realms international and domestic these both are not separate categories these are the domestic uh, units which make the international international exactly so if, if, if a rally is happening at us for pride so it will definitely affect mm-hmm. uh, the political game of what is going on in our country right the section where gay marriages mm-hmm. are still prohibited here but they will be in future i think they will be eradicated from our country as happening as it has already happened in uh, us so it plays a very mm-hmm. important role in our indian politics international politics okay so what is international politics to you like how do you define international politics i basically define international politics with very realistic political connotation so in which i just see the states struggling for their power for their survival and they are ready to use any force of or any means of uh, what do we call it hard power or soft power for its own survival for fulfillment of its strategic needs so this is how i see international politics and it is very important to give a structure to the world how the world operates correct to the relations between mm-hmm. two countries the relations between several countries yeah exactly so which international politics fascinate you the most for me it is america for many other very other persons in india it is america for you which one for me international politics as whole is uh, the thing which i really look upon and if i have to be area specific then i think middle east and south asia because now the focus is not much on us the focus is right here in south asia because china and india are the two main hegemons which are now struggling for power and usa is now playing an indirect role here by making very nice ties with india or by Uh, you know creating some sort of hustles for china so the same way you can see now russia russia and china are getting close on the other hand russia and india were time tested friends from like years be it 1972 war be it this lpg if anything but now the focus of the world is on south asia the american diplomacy is now much more concentrated towards south asia because why now it is a very hot spot of uh, you know geopolitical uh, what do we call it geopolitical situations which are under unfolding itself yes okay one more question is popping in my mind why do we want to know what is happening in the world when there is a lot to know about india itself Mm-hmm. why is that why do See, we want to I know what is yeah uh-huh. that's a very nice question 
so i had told you earlier that international is what the national or the domestic needs of it and in this uh, i mean in the last second or third answer i also mentioned that every international situation or an event has direct or indirect involvement or impact on the domestic country be it an economy be it its uh, social life be it its social media's life so whatever happens around the world has an impact in the domestic area as well so that is the reason many people just want to stay up to date and they want to know what is happening around the world because of which there are various issues which even uh, individual is impacted by for an example the the thing you have the example you have given about this pride parade now you can take the example of internet as well social media the black movement which happened famous back the me too things movement. like that yeah yeah the me too movement was also very important in india it is still ongoing people just come after a quadric break and we just come up and say that me too so lot of things are actually happening and there is a need of you know seeing international politics from the lenses of the domesticated lenses not by dichotomizing them into separate categories beautifully articulated leading to our next topic how indian politics is different from international politics so i think you need to add some different points in your questions because international politics is what domestic politics makes right so indian politics just talking about indian politics there i mean you can just stop or i can just answer about how international i mean how indian politics different from the politics of other countries yeah yeah exactly so that could how be an answer it that could be an answer from uh, uh, politics of different countries yeah so basically as i was talking about soft power and cultural diplomacy india is a country which has uh, this cosmopolitan roots from its philosophical ages i mean you just had a talk with me about what today kutumbakam apart from that there are many instances like you can just take the decipherable texts of in the sala civilizations which were you know I mean, not the Indo-Pacific civilization, but the uh, Sumerian civilization. So, in which you can see that the the peninsula of India or the Indian civilization, from starting, had this uh, cosmopolitan ties around the world. So that makes India stand out. And the second uh, change which has happened in Indian foreign policy is that it has inculcated a new pragmatism after the Modi government. or the steps were started by the gujral doctrine itself in which india was proactively integrating its neighbors and then further it extended towards south asian countries now what makes it different is the way india is using its cultural diversity how india like for an example even uh, when in 2014 or 15 i am not very sure about the, the exact date but when this chinese renaissance thing was it was we took him to mahabalipuram in china connect we took him to sabarmati ashram like we went to see with the prime president donald trump came 
he also went to the sabarmati ashram so why why india is doing that india wants to regenerate its um, historical ties its philosophy of peace tolerance and uh, peace to coexist india is, is trying to rebuild so that is how india is somewhat trying to make itself different but in terms of cultural diplomacy or in soft power china is really three steps ahead of india a great great information i think i i will learn more about international politics <laughs> okay so as an international politics enthusiast what would you like to change in the politics that has been played across the globe this eurocentrism and this americanization of international politics that is the thing which really disturbs me a lot because us was a hegemon no doubt after the disintegration of soviet union in 1991 us was definitely a hegemon and us power is still there without question but there is an emphasize uh, theorization and over emphasizes on everything whatever us does and what is happening in europe there are n number of countries which are doing excellent in international domain be it its diplomatic ties you can take the example of australia as well as scandinavian countries present out there they are uh, small island countries also which are really doing excellent but it's just usa 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 everything why so that, that, that overemphasis is really which disturbs me correct that needs to be changed correct i completely agree yeah, with your yeah. opinion uh, so what effect does our opinion play in international politics let's say in american politics if we are criticizing ki okay this state does not need to have that governor sitting in india how does that even being considered in american politics an article written in hindustan an article written in hindustan times would uh, mm-hmm. have any effect or any effect on uh, american politics on an election of a state in united states no definitely it is not going to happen because as i said as i said that there is really over emphasis on us so whatever is being printed in the us media has an impact on indian media but whatever is being printed on indian media does not really i mean americans does not really bother about it because they uh, claim themselves as hegemon yeah, and in terms of india it is i mean india is not in that position but if somewhat or but if something was written uh, in russian tv or it was spoken on russian tv that definitely there might be some reactions in us but india it's still not considerable so no it, it, it directly depends like uh, america's politics has been formed in 1776 and indian politics mm-hmm. is barely new we have our prime minister reading in uh, successing or taking the office in 1947 so there is a difference it it can be moved slowly or fastly we don't know but i think that plays an important role in the development and developing country what do you think about it? see i'll partially agree with your statement because uh, if you look closely to usa and its 
టైం పీరియడ్ ఆఫ్ సెవెన్ సెవెంటీ సిక్స్ టు ఐ థింక్ ఐ సే నైన్టీన్ టెన్ యూఎస్ఏ వాస్ నాట్ మచ్ ఇన్వాల్వ్ ఇన్ ఎనీ సార్ట్ ఆఫ్ ఇంటర్నేషనల్ థింగ్స్ లైక్ ఇట్ వాస్ ఓన్లీ ఇన్ వరల్డ్ వార్ వన్ అండ్ యూఎస్ఏ కేమ్ అప్ came up and it just played i mean just formed that league of nations would do this which played an important role in but what happened just uh, usa senior didn't pass that so ultimately it was after the world war 2 when india I and mean, when you were what completely international politics or i mean during world war 2 when this uh, japanese attack which was a pearl harbor before that uh, the policy was known as isolationism so usa was following that very strongly so whatever it really, whatever relations it had it had with uh, some canadian counterparts or some latin american or some sort of european trade links it had but if you see the moon glow doctrine if you see the truman doctrine the truman doctrine was something very proactive so that is somewhat reason but uh, the major factor which had played a huge role of uh, giving some sort of hegemony to us but not to the other countries that is developing countries was its economic superiority was its military capacity and the role it played in world war 2 and the cold war was a time where usa was actually able to you know uh, focus its uh, glorious power which had so before that usa was a sleeping dragon the phrase that is used in the terms of china nowadays but that time it was just and on the other hand when we are talking about india and uh, its newly born character that is also a fact so that is the reason i said i agree to your answer partially so despite uh, being the 75 years 75 years old indian foreign policy as an independent country usme mummy ek usko bola ke acha dip ko phone karke bol do acha dip ko phone karke bol do na google ko Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so as an independent country, India's foreign policy is also very commendable. Yeah. That is a very well put answer. So do you think like uh, international politics is underrated in India? Like there are only a bunch of Indians who are interested in international politics? Yeah, that I agree. This is what happens you know, in India, we have a number of issues, or a lot of issues. So people just, I mean, research scholars and historians are majorly focusing on those Indian problems. They are, and whatever the, uh, I mean, whatever the interest they have in international relations is, according to my experience of five years in this uh, international relation, is that there are a lot of Eurocentric people. your people are not much uh, oriented towards bringing the sort of innovation in their approaches they just want you know just uh, join the ongoing march yeah exactly so uh, for in my opinion international politics allow a person to broaden uh, their mind like how they think like they are okay these type of issues can also exist in other part of world political issues i am talking about so how to handle it mm-hmm. how the government they are handle it so by studying international politics a person can see okay there can be a solution and they had done like this we can take inspiration from them or we can like understand what was their perspective 
I know there are a lot of cultural differences between people here and there, but in mm-hmm. a broader prospect, it is a very good study. What are your thoughts on it? No, I completely agree to this point of view. Definitely, international politics provides a better and a wider scope for uh, individuals to understand the different ongoing situations, problems, and their solutions, which could be applicable in a country. So, if we take the example of our constitution itself, it has been criticized that it's just a copied one. But what the constitution makers have done? They have taken the best from all the world. They have tried to revise it in the in the Indian context, and they have and then they have uh, you know written it in the constitution. So obviously these are the things. People are now accepting transgenders. People are now accepting gays, lesbians, LGBTQ communities. So so on and so forth. Exactly. In few of the countries. Uh, they are still dictatorship, and I think in China they do like having a dictator on themselves. What are your thoughts on it? See, the better word for explaining China's regime is not dictatorship; it is authoritarianism. Uh, the reason being the procedure is superficial democracy. So, dictatorship is basically where. the supreme leader or the highest authority comes from the military background but in china it is not like that they are electing in every four year four to five years they are electing them but the uh, option availability is restricted right so we do call it authoritarian regime so definitely there is and it is impacting china also and it is impacting the international politics as well Exactly. So thank you for your time, Sun. Anything you want to add? No, I think that is all. Um, all the questions you asked were really brainstorming for me as well. So thank you so much for having me here and do count on me whenever you want to talk about international relations, South Asian politics. Yeah, I hope many youngsters. I'll be more than happy. I hope many youngsters will follow. and read on study about international politics and leave their impact on the world so with that perspective i am ending this podcast thank you for listening